everybody, welcome to Campus Comics Cast, coming to you from Carbondale, Illinois, with special guests from the Campus Comics crew, and now, here's your host, the man with the previews in hand, Mike No. Hello and welcome to an extra special episode of Campus Comics Cast, one where we don't go through the previews and we just talk about some other stuff we want to talk about that is uh, that we think you might find interesting. Hopefully we're not wrong. Uh, but we're coming to you again from inside Campus Comics on uh, Main Street in Carbondale, Illinois. And joining me for this episode are also... Scott Reed and Dan Brown. And we're going to talk about a few, about three different things today. What we're first going to talk about is something that's coming up. We were just talking a little bit about uh, the local convention season's coming up. And kind of right in the middle of all that is uh, Free Comic Book Day, which has become something of a tradition and an institution within you know this field, within the industry, whatever you want to call it, the hobby. Um, it's been going on. We were just doing math, which is hard for me. Uh, <laughs> This is the uh, 17th free comic book day. This it's this year, 2018. It's uh, always the first Saturday in May. The date changes, but it's always the first Saturday in May. So keep that in mind, future reference. And uh, just kind of briefly talking about it. it goes back historically. You know, it's, it's something that started back in 2002 as like a kind of a co-promotion for the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, the Tobey Maguire ones. So that's the first time there was a free comic book day. Just kind of frame of reference for you when to start that. So it's going to be May 5th, again, on a Saturday this year. And we're just going to talk a little bit about some of the books or maybe recommendations or something that's going on. It's always a good time here at the store. It's always good to see people, you know, just hang out with people people you get some people coming in just looking for free stuff but that's cool too we understand it maybe they'll come in and find something they like to you know yeah. so having said that i won't be here yeah that's right <laughs> yeah dan's kind of a little bit of a benedict arnold but we won't go there but now you got a long-standing oh, tradition yeah. on that too so yeah, yeah so. you had a lot of good foot traffic in here last year it's not like it was like the biggest crowd i'd seen here in our free comic book day in a while yeah so. yeah we had a really good crowd last year yeah for sure so hoping for that again you know we're uh, had like some late cancellations on some of our guests, but we're trying to put something together, you know, but still not a reason to not come in, you know, just come in and get the free comic books and just hang out with other people that like this stuff. You know, that's always a good time. And be sure and watch the Campus Comics Facebook page for announcements about guests and stuff as well. Yeah, so, yeah. we'll try it. As stuff gets firmed up, we'll post that. And, hmm? What? <laughs> Dan's hand signaling me is kind of kind of lame on it. <laughs> so I'm missing it. Will there be anything else going on? Oh, so there'll be free comic books. Oh yeah, there'll, there'll be... be free comic books. There'll be some sales going on on some merchandise, other stuff, you know, happening. Always there's other stuff going on. So yeah, it's not the only thing, but you know that's what the main thing people coming in do. And like I said, always something going on. So um, I guess really what I want to talk about uh, as far as you know, there's always a set number of books, you know, like I said, a gold sponsor level is what we always come in at. It's like the top, you know, 25 books or whatever like that. We'll have all those in here. You know, there'll be some limits because people would just, you know, clear you yeah, out and people, walk People out. take advantage of oh, it. Oh, yeah, they yeah. do. Really? So, there are people like that in the world? <laughs> just a couple. Now and there you run into them. But one of the things that we're doing that may be a, a little bit uh, a different is in, in addition to the regular free comic book day comic book day books 
But uh, if you haven't not aware of it, there's going to be a 25 cent DC Nation comic, which is kind of uh, going to be some preview of some stuff that's coming up as DC's kind of revamping their rebirth a little bit. And there's going to be some stories in that, and it's called DC Nation. We're actually going to be using that. It's not officially a free comic book day comic, but it does come out that week. You know, it does ship to stores that week, so we're going to actually be giving those away. You know, so that's a, that's a twenty-five cent value. That's right. We're passing on to you. That's right. It is. You know, instead of costing you a quarter, you can just keep that in your pocket. We don't want your quarter for that well, book anyway. Yeah, you put that quarter towards something else. <laughs> there there you go. We want your quarters. <laughs> yeah, but. for sure. But not that one for that book. So, is there anything you're really looking forward to with that, Dan? Uh, well, again, the DC Nation book is probably the big thing, and yep. it is kind of a weird standout that that's not just part of Free Comic yeah. Book Day. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, that's something I'll definitely pick up. Um, we've kind of talked about some of these before, but again, this is sort of you know our last chance to kind of point out these books before the actual event. And again, you know, there's Barrier Number One by Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin, which was like an online book they did, and this will be you know a weekly series in May. Uh, there's the Transformers uh, Unicron book, which is tying up IDW's Transformer line that's been running. I didn't even realize this till the other day, but like probably over 15 years. Because mm-hmm. I bought some of the Dreamwave books back in the day, and when they kind of folded and lost the license, and IDW picked it up, I'm like, I'm not starting over again with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thinking, oh, it'll be three or four years or whatever. It's you know been a decade and a half. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I think they haven't been real clear on if this is just wrapping everything up or if they'll reboot, be rebooting after this, like everybody kind of does, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's the Doctor Who number zero, which mm-hmm. is, you know, sort of doing a similar thing for Titan with their Doctor Who line. I think they're it's introducing the new, uh, Doctor in that one, uh, Bongo Comics free for all, which is, you know, the Simpsons book. Oh, I, yeah. That's, that's something I pick up every year. I make mm-hmm. sure I get one of those. Just because those are always solid. Uh, I believe they're usually original, you know, stories in there, not reprints. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just, you know, fun Simpsons book. But something I always make sure I get a copy of. Uh, New England Comics is doing a tick book, and it says right there on the cover, New Stories. So that's another, you know, smaller press book that this mm-hmm. isn't a reprint. Marvel and DC do reprints sometimes. Yeah, you know, I think more often are, than not. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Definitely check out the smaller press books yeah, that give you sure. something new. It seems like they always give you a little bit more value. I think the the boom one always is really a, a really good offering. You know, got some yeah. decent stories. It's a little bit larger book than most of the others. You know, it's just a little bit more content. It's you know more aimed at younger readers. Yeah. yeah Having so. said that, I always pick up the DC and Marvel ones though. Oh too, yeah, for sure. Especially because they're usually tying into some event that's uh, coming up. Oh, something else too. You know, is like we have some. Uh, for those Batman slash Harley fans out there, you know, I have some books uh, that are left over from, like, Batman Day last year. Got, you know, a Harley and a oh, yeah. Harley a Superhero Girls book and that kind of stuff. So we'll be giving those away, too, that day, yeah. you know. so Clearing some out stuff. some of that stock. You got it. You know, it's still good books and in decent shape. So, you know, something to read yeah. for free. Yeah, yeah so. and there's a you know a SpongeBob book coming out. And I've picked those up before. Those are usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Again, something you can give to a kid that's just into SpongeBob and might not necessarily care about comic books, but right, get them know. reading. Yeah. You know? So, anything grabbing you, Scott? As you're kind well, of looking there's, through, there's there's a few things. So, like a Dark Horse, they're doing an Overwatch book, which you can get all the Overwatch storage digitally for free. So it's kind of a I don't know. I guess if you don't have access to that, then 
and of course Overwatch is based on the fairly popular um, first-person shooter, online first-person shooter. But the flip of that is Black Hammer. I tried Black Hammer; wasn't really for me, but a lot of people really like that. So if you are wanting to try Black Hammer, this would be your chance to you know get a copy potentially for free and uh, you know give it a shot, see if it does suit your taste. Uh, Marvel is doing an Avengers Captain America book where you have the I don't know the, Mar- the closest thing to the Marvel Trinity that you can come up with: Thor, mm. Captain America, Iron Man, and definitely the core of the Avengers. So you're going to have a story with those three characters uh, together in it. Uh, from let's see, from Action Lab. There's a miraculous book. This is a like a Netflix kind of. It kind of feels like a pseudo anime style series. So I know it's uh, popular kind of in your tween aged uh, kids. So that's something if you again to move over from watching something to actually reading something. Uh, this is a book that might appeal to uh, some readers. Abstract Studios has got uh, the Strangers in Paradise 25 issue one. Of course, this is a book that's already. I think it's already out, right? Or it's out real soon. Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, see, it that's is. already yeah. out. Yeah, it I think is already two out. Two issues are yeah. out. Yeah. But if you missed the first issue and want to see what you know, this is uh, you know 25 years that this uh, this title you know was originally released. So they're revisiting those characters. Something to look at there and get a chance to read it for free. Uh, I you know uh, Tokyo Pop has for Nightmare Before Christmas fans you got Zero's Journey Chapter Zero so it's be like a prelude to I think a series that's that's coming out from yeah them. I think I think we talked about yeah, that last did. month mm-hmm. on the previews it's and it's crazy to me how popular Nightmare Before Christmas stays I you know, know. Yeah. I mean it's, like it's a always new always always, always stuff always. coming out for that mm-hmm. uh, something I always a book that I kind of find interesting most of the time and this is there's always one of these on free comic book days is the Defend comics so you have the comic book legal defense fund. They release a book that kind of highlights some of the big issues with, um, you know, that have occurred for comics as far as censorship. Um, you may or may not agree with everything that they, you know, want to defend right. inside <laughs> of the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, but it's it's kind of interesting some of the battles that comic books still have to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's also something free here from. Um, comic book uh, comic shop news but i think you get those i do get those periodically yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but this one looks like it's got a fred himbeck cover <laughs> yeah. which is which is kind of humorous to it so but they just kind of have you know stories or, or you know about what's going on so and that's always available here at campus comic to pick up you know pick up one of those and i don't think you charge for those no we right. don't. yeah so no, that's just a little news. freebie yeah. thing that you can get in addition to your to the yeah. free books on comic book on free comic book yeah just so. something to read you know see what's happening or has happened, you know, depending on when you pick them up, pick mm-hmm. them up late or not. But um, so that's just a few things. Like I said, we'll have, like I said, keep the eye, like Scott mentioned, keep your eye on the Facebook page, you know, and as things uh, come up, we make, you know, plans or kind of shift around and readjust our plans. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll keep you posted on what's going to be happening there. Hopefully, I know, uh, depending on some stuff he's got going in his personal life, hopefully you store, you know, favorite and great friend Matt Miller, hopefully be in here. And if he is, he'll be doing some free sketches. Again, this is uh, tentative because he's been going, you know, had some, you know, mobility issues, you know, as he's had his some surgery on his foot and stuff like that. So we're hoping to get more details out to you. And sorry, it's kind of late coming, but uh Again, kind of out of our control, but we're doing. We'll we'll get it out there. Yep. It'll, it'll st- regardless, it's going to be a great time. Yeah, you know, it's going to have a good time. So, 
Yeah, just real quick, too, we're dogging some of these publishers for doing reprints, but typically when they do a reprint, they're kind of putting their best foot forward mm-hmm. with some of those entries. Yeah. And they're still worth picking up and reading, especially oh, if you sure. haven't read them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot, making it a lot available to people that wouldn't have had it, you know, gotten yeah. it before. Or so maybe you just didn't thing. catch it the first time around. Or right. you're scared to spend three bucks on something well, sure. that you yeah. don't know if you're going to like. Yeah, so, yeah, that's I mean, true. Strangers in Paradise is not for everybody. Uh-huh. I don't think I, I don't personally care for it but i know a lot of people like it so uh-huh. I, I would definitely try the first issue for free or 25 cents versus dropping 2.99 3.99 4.99 for an independent book that i don't really know anything about going in yeah. uh-huh that's a good point that's a good point all right so is there anything else and again you know that's may 5th this year on a saturday you know it would tie into the release of a marvel mm-hmm. movie but like it has yeah. for years <laughs> <laughs> But that got that movie Infinity War got moved back by a week, so no, it doesn't moved, moved up, moved, moved, up, moved up by up. a week. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, you I say that. Backwards. Regular store hours on free comic yeah, book day. Yeah, we're gonna do regular store hours, and everything that's going on will last all day. It's eleven to six, you know. So there'll be some in-store specials and some merchandise, other than the free comics. That's you know specific to free comic book day. And a few things around here like you should, that. You should so. throw in a code word, so if somebody comes in and mentions the podcast code word, they can get an extra Ooh. free comic book. You should. Ooh. Think I about should. that. Yeah, I, well, I don't it. know. Well, okay. listen, it's your, hey, you're, it's your money, not nah. mine. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe stick around to the end of the podcast and we'll might have a word for you. Maybe we'll come up with something, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. These guys are quicker thinking to, than me tonight. So. Oh, gosh. We, well, I think you probably they'll still have some Stranger Things posters to give away, don't you? Uh, probably. <laughs> maybe laying around. Oh, yeah. Maybe I tossed them because no, nobody, nobody wanted them, apparently. Oh, no. so. <laughs> oh goodness. So, so, all right. Yeah, we'll try to come up with something on that. Um, so another thing we wanted to talk about a little bit is um, – you know, obviously, a good part of what we do here in a, the comic book culture is uh, is collecting. I mean, I know it's become part of our culture as a whole on a larger yeah. thing. But, you know, at the root of it all is the printed comic book. And, again, part of that, a large part of it, you know, to myself as, a, you know, as running a shop and everything like that is the collectability side of it. And I know Scott and Dan are quite the collectors. You know, I collect different things other than you know comics i'm not a big comic book collector ironically but i do collect statues and other kind of merchandise that's my collecting but um there are some things and believe it or not like we were talking about people taking advantage there are people that try to trick you you know when you're trying to buy something or collect something and i think dan ran across kind of an interesting scam on ebay that yeah i wanted to mention there's a, a youtube channel i follow called we love comics and he actually pointed this out where there was a uh, listing on ebay for a oh i want to say it was an all-star comics number eight mm-hmm. okay that's a golden age key issue this is an old book from the 40s and they had it listed as they had four of them in stock they were selling <laughs> I have maybe seen that book at conventions, and I don't think I've ever seen more than one at a time. <laughs> right. So, and they had a buy it now on it, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty cheap for that book because right. this is a thousands and thousands of oh, dollars yeah. issue. What we're talking about that's first appearance of Wonder Woman. Yeah, right? yeah, is what we're talking about. So, and it's like you're not getting that book cheap, and mm-hmm. it's also the issue of you know there was just a very successful Wonder Woman movie. People are you know probably more aware of that issue now, and they're kind of mm-hmm. you know keeping an eye out for it. But it was, you know, as he detailed in the video, it was so shady looking. 
But if you don't know what you're doing uh-huh. and you just hear, you know, usually when combo collecting is in the mainstream media, it's because someone found some amazing thing. And so it leads to this misperception that these things happen all the time because mm-hmm. that's the only time uninformed people hear about them is mm-hmm. when they find an Action Comics number one in a wall of a house they bought. Right. You right. know, and they're, they're fun, cool stories, mm-hmm. you know, but those are not typical, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So if you see something that's too good to be true, it probably Most is. And, is. you know, specifically on this li- this auction, they had listed, uh, they didn't have a picture. <laughs> and it said, email me when you pay. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there was, a, you know, uh, We Love Comics up did an update to that video where they said they had, you know, contacted eBay and it had been taken down. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a coworker about this the next day at work, and I got to thinking, hey, I wonder if that's back up. It was, and now he's wanting you to pay pay with Bitcoin. Oh, wow. There was some shady uh, payment first time around, too. Neither one of these were PayPal or any other reputable, you know, you can get your money back service. Right. So, you know, yeah. a lot you of pay, times... If you pay with Bitcoin, you, you're you done. You just, yeah. you've yeah. lost it. So, you're, not, yeah. you're not getting it back. Yeah. Because no, there's no refund policy. And, in fact, eBay actually states that uh, any cryptocurrency as a form of payment is not allowed on their listings because mm-hmm. I actually, on some of my listings, w- had considered accepting Bitcoin as payment mm-hmm. if somebody didn't want to use PayPal or, right. you know, which is the preferred form of payment on eBay at the current time, which that's getting ready to go away mm-hmm. here in the next couple of years. But um, I thought, well, I'll give people an option to accept Bitcoin, but unfortunately it's against eBay's terms of uh, service that you can that you can actually even accept Bitcoin. So no yeah. cryptocurrency is supposed to be allowed for payment mm-hmm. um, on eBay. So. Yeah, and... Um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, collecting is a big part of comics, and I don't want to encourage that. But the other thing that seems like a misconception among non-collectors or maybe collectors of the past, especially collectors like from the 90s and things like that, is that comic books are valuable. Most comic books are not valuable. You know what I mean? They're, and again, it's perceived value because mm-hmm. comic books at the root, you know, I mean, yeah, Silver Age books are a lot, a lot of money, but it's a rarity thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, inherent value is it's ink on cheap paper, you know. But it's about the appearance of a character and all these things. So, so anybody that bought, you know, Spawn Number One and think they're gonna bring it in and sell and send their kids to college, mm-hmm. that's not the case. You know, that was this implode that that all imploded in the '90s on the speculation of it. You know, so really. The reason to get into comics, collecting is fine, but get into it because you love them. You know, exactly. you get into it because you like them. You like the characters. You want to collect those things, but it's, there's better investments. You know what I mean? If you're looking at investing and providing something for your family, I would not recommend comic books. You know, I mean, there's 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 no harm in collecting. It's a wonderful thing, but do it because you enjoy it and you like it. Last year at the Superman celebration, um, and at Superman, anything with Superman on the cover just sells like crazy. Mm-hmm. So, well, I shouldn't say like crazy, but um, so there were three vendors at least in this one small room, and all of us had sealed Death of Superman seventy five, and and we've all got the prices jacked up just a little bit because some people that's that they come, that's the thing they want to buy, they want to get that copy of that book, and, and I think I was selling them for like. 15 bucks another guy was selling copies for 20 dollars a guy between us was selling copies of that book for 50 dollars <laughs> and he sold a copy at 50 dollars on saturday the same guy comes back in on sunday wants to get rid of it and i show it and i show him well i'm selling it for 
fifteen, mm-hmm. and he says, oh, "I paid fifty for this yesterday." And he and then he sold it back to me for five dollars. Oh, so one <laughs> so day he, a, he lost a forty-five dollar loss inside in of a single day. day. And oh. just because, and I always tell this, especially to young kids at comic book conventions, yeah. mm-hmm. you have to walk the floor once oh, before yeah. you spend a single Absolutely. dollar, because and especially for younger younger kids but even adults sometimes they just they see something and unless you know what you're looking at is a good deal then walk the floor once and and before you spend any money on something like that but, mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah especially when you're excited about something you find something you've been oh, looking yeah. for you know uh something to keep in mind with conventions with that is if it's something like if there's a guest at the show right and it's a book they did everybody's going to have that Mm -hmm. walk the floor look and see who else has this book who's got a better price on it who's got a better you know version of it Mm -hmm. you know nicer you know grade Mm -hmm. you know definitely yeah that's kind of that's something i learned early on Mm -hmm. you know when i was younger started going to conventions and like just sort of smaller local shows you always got to take a lap before you spend you know Mm -hmm. any money Mm -hmm. i I have got burned on that before too where i go back around and it's gone gone. oh yeah yeah. that's the other side but i i will take that over getting burned well if you if you've researched in advance and you know it's a reasonable deal or a good price then then jump on it right if you're not for sure then you know take your time on Mm -hmm. it Uh, we were talking about ebay so obviously something that you had to be careful of if you're actually buying any books off of ebay is be sure you read the descriptions um, and like on, especially on like comic books, if the word fair is mentioned anywhere in the listing, don't buy that book right. because, you know, fair in a comic book listing, while that could be somebody who doesn't understand grading, trying to describe the book. Oh, I think it's in fair condition, but mm-hmm. fair is actually a 1.0 grade. grade. Yeah, and you can have grade. a book that has, you know, doesn't have a cover, can have pages ripped out and it mm-hmm. still would qualify in the, and, and I got pseudo burned on this one time myself. Mm-hmm. I, I bought a copy of green lantern 76, which is a nice Neil Adams cover. The cover looked nice. Right. The comic book presented well, the guy said it was in fair to good condition. I'm sitting there looking at it. like, that's definitely better than fair to good condition. Mm-hmm. But, the last ad page was torn out of the book. Uh And while that didn't affect the story at all, if you were to go send that in for for grading, you will automatically get a a 1.0 because it's fair condition because it's incomplete, or you'll get a qualified grade, which might be higher, but then you got the different colored label, and and that's just not as sought after by by collectors because of that qualified grade. Mm -hmm. On the flip side... I sold a book, and and I and whenever I sell books on eBay, I list defects on the book. Well, I had picked up a copy of Avengers Fifty Seven, which was the first appearance of Vision, and the back cover had a lot of black ink on it. I don't know if it had a spill or what happened, but I included in the pictures a picture of the back page, and in the description I said a lot of ink on the back cover. Well, somebody else bought that book and didn't look at all the pictures, didn't fully read the description, and missed that. And I, I was fortunate because the guy realized it was his mistake, and he, like he gave me positive feedback, but in his feedback, he kind of said, I really wish I would have looked at all the pictures and oh, not, okay, and right. not yeah. bought this on my phone, you know, mm, because oh, yeah. so you have to be you have to be very, very careful about, mm-hmm. you know, again, that word fair and, and be sure you review all those pictures to help you help you avoid um, making those types of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple other things and, and uh, moving forward with comic books, and this is going to be more on the Marvel side than it is on the D- DC oh, side. Geez. 
Test value. Is, is, you know, Marvel used to have the Marvel value mm. stamp. Well, we have, and of course, you know, all, a lot of key issues had that value stamp, like Hulk 181. That book was, that you know, that would be cut out of a lot of those books. I think we're in the age of the new Marvel value stamp with the digital codes. Mm-hmm. Because if you have two books and one of them has the digital code sticker peeled off and one of them does not have the digital code sticker peeled off is that going to affect how that book is actually going to grade mm-hmm. i would say yes because I would, you have i would think long term definitely and if you have a choice between a you know a book and one of them's got the everything exactly like it was uh-huh. and one of them has that sticker pulled off I think that's going to, you know, kill. I think it's going to make a condition. Having uh, said that, digital codes are good for about a year now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the standard they've gone to. So you won't be able to use those digital codes. No. Yeah. Right. But yeah, you, I mean, I would but think collect, collectors will want a more complete more copy complete of the book. copy of that that's book. That's true. Yeah. So, good point. And, you know, so that's something else that at this point moving forward, you probably need to watch out for that because, you know, if you, if you buy a copy that has that code pulled off, mm-hmm. you technically have an incomplete, you can make an argument it's an incomplete copy or a copy of that that book with the code still there is is going to be more valuable desirable. yeah more yeah. desirable especially for the collectors who you know you have people go in and and they look at every single issue that's on the stand and try to pull out the mm-hmm. pull out the best looking copy well that's yeah. that's kind of the same situation yes um, and something too to be aware of you know kind of a different but it's the same kind of idea is um a lot of people find a book and get you know really excited about finding this book at a prime i mean be aware that comic books uh, get reprinted all the time mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so i remember a lady calling me and she was i don't know probably 30 miles away saying i have this book you know can i bring it in you know i'm like are you sure that it was an avengers number four i remember oh, it very yeah. well which is the first silver age appearance of mm-hmm. captain america and she's just like i'm like okay are you sure it's the original does it have because you know the reprint would a lot of time put like a black frame yeah. around the original cover does or it, have it doesn't that? have the price on exactly it, like golden record okay is now no it doesn't have that i kept asking her if you look through it is there anything about this book that would maybe indicate that it was printed later than 1966 67 whatever yeah, what it was it 64 four maybe Avengers something four? like that yeah. yeah and she's like no Nope, nope, nope. I said, well, I mean, bring it in. We'll take a look at it. She drives at 30 miles. I open it up. First thing I see is an ad for a Sega Genesis video game system. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? That didn't tip Did you off? Yep. You know, that this is, yeah. you know, so. And kind of kind of the hard proof on that is, you know, typically the bottom of the first page of a comic will have the indica at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Right. Which mm-hmm. you may, you know, there'll be a lot of little text in there, but you keep looking until you see a date. Mm-hmm. And then you keep looking to see if there's any more dates. And whatever mm-hmm. the most recent one is, is the year that came out. Right. You know, because it may have said 1964, because that's when it was originally printed, and maybe that's mm-hmm. when they copyrighted keep it, that going. kind of thing. But mm-hmm. keep going. It probably mm-hmm. said 1992 in there somewhere or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah, there was, like, in the late, I guess it was in the later 60s, they had what they called the Golden Record reprints. That was kind of, like, the first, like, really big reprints of comics. But there, there was, like, what, Fantastic Four number one, Amazing Spider-Man number one, Journey into Mystery 83, um, Avengers 4. Were there any others? Those are the big ones. But anyway, on those books, the way you can tell a golden record reprint from the actual book, other than there's not a price on the cover of the golden record reprint. So you don't see the 12 cents or the, I think they're all 12 cent books. You don't see the 12 cents on the cover. And that's, but other than that, the books are basically identical. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very, very careful on, so you have to kind of, you know, know what to look for on certain one of those books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was some DC books back from the seventies too, where they started reprinting some of the old golden age books and I've drawn a blank on what the line was called now, um, 
but I believe the the issue they had for a while back in the day with those was if you ripped off the kind of cardstock cover that was on it, it looked like the golden age book, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that was sort of people were getting burned by that back mm-hmm. in the day, thinking they were getting a golden age book. It was this reprint with the cover ripped off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So technically it's a worse version, version of right. what they've actually got. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Cause that's not to say that some of those things don't end up being worth a little bit. Like, and some yeah, of the golden, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the golden reprints. record reprints books, are, they're worth yeah. a fair money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, a couple hundred dollars well, at least, mm-hmm. but. And there are some of the DC millennials. Millennium editions mm-hmm. with those stamps yeah. on well, them. Speaking of, speaking of reprints, back when I was nine mm-hmm. and it just started collecting, I went to uh, Rainbow Comics in Sioux City, Iowa, the first comic shop I ever went to. They had an Action Comics number one in the back <laughs> issue bin, <laughs> yeah. and it was $5. Uh-huh. And this guy didn't know what he had. Yeah. And I know this is the first Superman, yeah. so I'm going to get this. And it looks all rough and pulpy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is the real thing. It was a reprint from a soap company in the seventies. <laughs> yep. But I had an Action Comics number one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So. Now my number one fear as a collector moving forward um, is reprint covers. And you see, like on eBay now, you see people selling books with reprint covers or just selling reprint covers. And the reprint covers are starting to get so good that it's going to be very difficult for even somebody who has a trained eye to tell the difference between what is a an actual legitimate cover and what is actually a reprint cover. Um, I, I mean, at some point, we're not going to be. Able, I don't know. We'll be able to tell the difference between a, a without, good cover like without, dating, yeah, dating or or, or you know, it's just it's going to be it's going to be extremely difficult. Um, some of the better reprint cover people are are putting something on their reprint cover so it's clear that it's a reprint cover, but not all of them are doing that. Some of them are finding a really, really nice original and doing the scans and and reselling those, and then those end up on, you know, attached to other books, and then those books change hands once or twice, and now nobody knows mm-hmm. that it's a reprint cover, and they think they've got a, you know, perfect, you know... Now, are these being attached to books that don't have a cover is that what that they is, are or? there's a combination of some some places are just on the cover so that you can mm-hmm. put pair them with your coverless copy okay. mm-hmm. but and then you know you, there are people who do restoration that will take original staples and they'll put staples through covers mm-hmm. and reattach them to books um but uh you know that's it, it, just my you know big concern that i'm gonna buy what i right. think is a really really nice book and it's gonna have a fake cover and i'm not gonna know about it until i try to you know, get rid of it or get it graded or something down the road, and now I've just sunk a lot of money into something right. that's nowhere near as valuable as what I thought it was. Okay. So be careful, you know, who you're, you know, who you're buying from online. I guess is the moral to that story. So be very yeah. careful. And not to again, not to get too down on eBay, but like pretty much, just I don't buy that many comics from too many different places online. But as far as eBay goes, if it's not a store, like a comic shop, I probably won't. I'll probably pass. <laughs> You know, I've just gotten burned on things, and you know they're usually my fault, just not paying attention right. or sure. just saying, eh, I'll, "I'll roll the dice on this and see yeah. what happens," you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah, if it's not a if it's not a store, I usually won't you know buy from someone on eBay like that. Hmm. You know, as far as comic books go, just because you know they are so fragile, you know, and flimsy and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And again, you can always ask someone for pictures. You know, right. if I'm if I'm spending real money on a comic book online, I'm like, I want. Front cover, back cover, inside front cover, inside back mm-hmm. cover. I want random pages throughout, and I want the centerfold. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're dealing with a reputable seller, they'll you know usually accommodate you with that. I, you, you get twelve pictures on eBay, so like my my standard picture set for like a single issue, a, a higher dollar issue, 
So I take a I take a close up of the cover as the main the main picture. Right. Then I take so like I got you know get eleven more pictures left that you can put up for free. So I do the entire full cover, top half of the cut front cover, bottom half of the front yeah. cover, inside front cover. I go in a few pages until I get a two page spread. I take a take a picture there. Go to the centerfold. Take a picture there so you can see the staples. Go to a few more pages to find another two page thing or if there's a value stamp in the book take a picture of the page that has the value stamp take a picture of the inside back cover top and bottom of the back cover and then one of the book laying flat to kind of show if it's bent or anything along that line to get you your your 12 pictures i feel like buyers have a really good idea of the condition of the book at that point Mm -hmm. you know there are there are more pages than you can actually get pictures of on ebay so you can't do everything you don't necessarily need to see every single page right but you know, I th- and I think that shows transparency. Yeah, exactly. On the seller's yeah. part, that you're willing to share information, and if they're not willing to share information and everything, mm-hmm. yeah. wanting you to spend your money, that's yeah, a red that's, flag yeah, right there for sure. And again, yeah. you know, you would typically you would assume that any major defects will be shown, you know, with that mm-hmm. kind of thing or be listed, right? Or if you can't expect the book to be consistent with what you see out of the cover, then then highlight yeah. that, you know, in yeah. the photo. So. so. So again, it's just like, it's a great hobby and, you know, obviously we all enjoy it, you know, but it's just like, we just want to, for people that out there that maybe haven't been into it as long or just let you know, there are some people out there, again, trying to take advantage of you and maybe just really do your homework, you know, and, and enjoy it and buy for all the right reasons. You yeah. Know? And we've been so, collecting for years and you oh, know, still, it, it still happens. Oh yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like necessarily buy stuff to collect for myself, but I do buy collections, you know, to resell. I've overpaid for mm-hmm. stuff, you know, based on I've missed something yeah, the first yeah. time you're going through, you know, it's going to happen. Yep. You know, it's part of the learning curve you know about the whole thing so you know don't get discouraged and don't let it take you away from the hobby but again that's the part about doing it because you love it not because you know what i mean and and you want to learn and everything and that's one of the big advantages of buying books at a local comic shop where Mm -hmm. you can actually put your hands on the book prior to dishing out the money so Mm -hmm. you can get a much better representation about what you think you're actually getting as opposed to buying off of ebay or you know some other site where you're relying on a handful of pictures so Mm -hmm. yeah and like this wasn't here but years ago at the comic shop i you know went to when i grew up i had bought a book Uh, it was something i'd been looking for it wasn't terribly overpriced but you know it was worth a more than cover at that point I got home. I was so excited I got it. There was a hole in the back cover. Mm-hmm. Now, this was the comic shop I went to for years. I knew the owner very well. Mm-hmm. I took it back to him like, hey, like I, this is the only time I ever returned anything there. And he was like, I totally missed that. You know, he apologized. He made it right. You know what I mean? That's what a reputable seller will do. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like I knew he wasn't trying to cheat me. I knew him well enough to know that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. You know, he refunded my money. And, you know, he was just he graded the book. He was you know, it was something people were looking for at the time. He was probably just trying to hurry up and get it out there yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. And, and that you is know, a factor, so. too. But again, you know, and again, you know, I try. I, I'm going to miss stuff, you know, yeah. as a dealer and everything else like that. But again, if you're dealing in that kind of books, you know, like with a guy like Scott, who, you know, does several shows here locally and has pretty, pretty nice wall books and everything. You know, they're not going to try to hide anything from you. And a lot of times it's like any other business relationship or anything like that it is a relationship more than you know i mean deal with people you trust you know and then you'll develop those relationships and you know there's all the time i'm looking hey i know this guy's looking for this book you know i'll set i'll I'll buy this just because i know a customer of mine Mm -hmm. is looking for it you know so 
you know, just look for that kind of person to deal with too. You know, where you can with a local shop. You know, yeah. always fun. So, anything else on this topic, guys? No, we probably yeah, went longer just, on that than what we yeah. planned to talk yeah, just, about. Just be, be safe out there. Oh yeah, yeah be safe out Let's there. Let's be careful kids. out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, and the, you know the uh, thing. There's just so many things to look for in a comic yeah. book, too. So many things can happen. You know, mm-hmm. smudges, mold, mm-hmm. smoke, smoke. Oh, know, yeah. smoke the killer. Oh, oh, smell, yeah. smell a book. I know it sounds weird. Yeah, the smell. Let them think. Let them think you're a freak. Just yeah. smell it. Mm-hmm. But you can smell the smoke. You can smell like the acid if the paper's starting to eat away. You can mm-hmm. smell if it's yeah. starting to mildew. Are just, the staples rusty? Oh yeah. It just goes on. Okay. Uh, here, here's my question for you guys. I'm gonna uh-huh. see what you guys do. When you are, this isn't really related to scams or anything like that. So, <laughs> all right. So when you're bagging and boarding your books, mm-hmm. the 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 board, glossy side to the book or other side, the not glossy side to the book. I do glossy, glossy side. side. Okay, me too. I was just wondering if uh, it's it's kind of weird that there's two different textures uh-huh. on those yeah. boards. I always mm-hmm. thought that was kind of strange. I just like it's a cost cutting measure on their part. Probably. probably. So I just was I was just curious, to make sure everybody if that's what everybody else was doing or not. Yeah. So nope, that's what I do. <laughs> okay. All right. yeah. So and either I mean, we're I mean, all wrong or we're all right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, all right. I think I think you end up with a better presentation when you're looking at the book. So okay. I think it's probably the right move. Yeah. No one's looking at the back of the back. You right. know, yeah. right. the board. That's okay. true. So. All right, so uh, the, the last thing we're going to talk about on this uh, on this episode is uh, continuing on with the 80th anniversary, and next week, as we're recording this, is going to actually be the uh, shelf date. Next Wednesday will be Action Comics 1000. It's the first comic book published that's going to hit that landmark. In America. In America, <laughs> yeah. In America. Give that caveat there. But, uh, okay, so that's coming out next week. Several variants. We're going to have them all here. You know, so come in and check them out. There's some really nice art on some of these. Yeah. And, uh, but we're going to each of us make another Superman reading recommendation. So, uh, you know, again, in honor of the Action Comics 1000 and the 80th anniversary hardcover shipped this week, and it is the 80th anniversary for the character Superman. Uh, so, Scott, you want to give uh, your recommendation? Uh, sure. So, I'm, I always struggle with uh, Superman stories just because I, I, it's funny to say this in light of the fact that we're about ready to get our 1,000th issue of Action Comics, but I think that there are only so many good Superman yeah, stories tough. out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Just because when you have a character that is so all-powerful, it's difficult to write a story that, you know, you're, you're challenging that character. So, like, a lot of times you have stories that are just, you know, new origins or, or something along that lines. So, like, my pick this time is an Elseworlds, Elseworlds uh, sto- new origin, uh, which is uh, Red Sun. Where you have uh, Superman, <laughs> instead of uh, laying in, in the United States, he ends up in communist Russia. So he's raised as a Russian citizen instead of an American citizen. And then you get some alternate versions of like Batman in that story. Now, that was a Millar story? Yeah, that's yeah. Mark Millar. Mark Millar story, okay. And I think it was Dave Johnson that drew that. I don't, I don't I remember. So. I, just, I just was wanted to be for sure on the, yeah. on the ride of that story. Oh, but yeah. it is a very popular story. Um, it is a, it's a really solid story. Ultimately, when you get to the end of the book, Superman's not really that much different of a character. He still kind of gets the same. You feel like he still kind of has the same ideals as he did as if he would have been, you know, landed in Kansas, like what he does in the DC universe uh, proper. But uh, overall, it's an excellent alternate origin story for uh, for Superman. Mm-hmm. And it is a good read. I'd actually considered that doing that one myself. Okay, so, well, yeah, I so beat you to it. Hot, yeah, you did. <laughs> so. 
Dan, you want to do yours? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about a story from Superman number 30. That's volume one from 1944. And it kind of speaks to a point that Scott made of Superman being too powerful. And I think you hear that as a criticism of the character a lot. Uh, I kind of take issue with that because I feel like it's not an issue of Superman being overpowered. It's an issue of creators not being creative enough. Mm-hmm. I think you can tell, you know, stories about Superman. You know, we they've done it for 80 years yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this story in particular, I think, kind of addresses that. What do you do when you have a character that's that powerful? Who does he fight? This story, he fights the mysterious Mr. Mixius Pitlick. This is the first appearance of that character, uh, you know, the imp character from the fifth dimension that's a Superman villain. And this is, you know, it was written by Jerry Siegel, and it's just a fun, really cartoony kind of story. Uh, they did adapt some of this into an episode of the 90s Superman the Animated Series. I want to say that's the episode Mix is Pixelated. <laughs> uh, but it's just Mix is Pitlick just kind of going on a mischievous rampage. Um, and they did adapt some of that directly to that episode of the cartoon. But, you know, there's one, I, I want to say it might be an art auction he shows up at, and there's a statue that looks a lot like the Thinker. <laughs> but it's not that he brings to life and is naming McGurk and then they go off together somewhere and just sort of the other sort of typical shenanigans of Mixus Pitlick. And uh, it's just a fun story and it establishes right in there the Superman has to trick him into saying his name backwards to return to the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers for a story from 1944 <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh he accomplishes this just when mixes pitlick is explaining the rules to him and does it on his own <laughs> superman is really passive in this story and so instead of just you know it's mostly just him as clark kent hanging out with lois lane commenting on what mixes pitlick is doing and trying to set things right mm-hmm. so but it was just a really fun story from back then that you know sets up this character that's still around mm-hmm. you know that they bring back every now and then Mm-hmm. And just a fun sort of different, you know, sort of story that you don't typically get with superhero characters. Mm-hmm. I, I think that points out to one of the things is that Superman often becomes a bystander in his own book yeah. because of the fact that he is so powerful. They're mm-hmm. constantly introducing characters that are strong enough to go toe to toe with Superman. Characters like Doomsday, for example. There's no, there's no other character in the DC universe that can stand up to that. So if he that character shows up in any other book, it's. There's there's no real story yeah. there because it's just there's nobody else can take on that character except for Superman. Right. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes Superman is better served in a kind of like a universe where he's the sole hero sometimes because then you can mm-hmm. have those more you know bigger battles. It's the power level like on the DC side uh, typically of your main characters is much higher than the power level conversely like in the Marvel universe where you know you don't have a well until you get garbage characters like Sentry and (laughs) stuff like that that you don't (laughs) that you don't have those characters of that same level yeah like like Hercules and Ares yeah so but they're but they're not at the they're not at the Superman level I mean they don't have all the same they don't have the full power set that Mm -hmm. Superman has right even as quote-unquote gods um, they're not at the power level of Superman you know you know the Incredible Hulk he has one thing he has super strength I mean that's he doesn't have X-ray vision and super speed and da 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 da. da, da that right. all the things that Superman has as being you know he has basically a full power set. So ultimately, you get you know stories about uh, Lois Lane you know chasing after Clark Kent and and entire yeah. titles on that and and uh, it just makes it a little bit more difficult 
I think to you know to tell a to really, make really an good story. story. Yeah, to make yeah. it interesting. So and that, that and reflects it, back on what Dan's mm-hmm, saying. Exactly, like a creative writer can yeah. tell a good yeah. Superman story. Because yeah. then you have writers like in a, and often that's why sometimes I feel like writers don't stay very long on Superman because they only have so many yeah. Superman stories that they can tell, and then they're they're done you know yeah. they've kind of pulled yeah Tap exactly back. you have writers like you know grant morrison had a short run on superman alan moore had a short run on superman yeah. it'd be interesting to see how long brian michael bendis stays on superman now that he's you know going forward so so sorry if you're hearing music we're right next door to mike's music next door and they seem to be having a late night jam session over here so so if you hear anything weird that's not us okay so. yeah back to that uh mixes pitlick story too just real quick um I don't own that particular issue, which I did, uh, but uh, I originally read it in a collection called Superman from the 30s to the 70s, which came out in the 70s, had a lot of, you know, good reprints in that. Uh, I read that at the uh, library my grandma used to run. Uh, I know they're currently doing the Superman Golden Age archives, yeah. archives right now. Yeah. Which you could pick up or have Mike order for yeah, you at Campus yeah. Comics in Carbondale, Illinois. Yeah, and I've got the first one, uh, so I'm not sure if that issue's been reprinted yet, but eventually I would think they would get to that in that series. Mm-hmm. So you can check it out there. I don't think it's available digitally anywhere reputably right now, <laughs> but you know, I'm sure just kind of keep up with that uh, reprint series, and I'm sure that'll be in there eventually. Well, for my recommendation, uh, this being Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend the story that got me back into comics. I think that's pretty common. I don't know how many people got out of comics. You know what I mean? Like you read comics. This was my story. And it's a pretty common one. You, you read comics when you're younger. You get a little older. You find things like girls and cars and stuff like that. And you kind of drift away. And then you but you come back to them. The story that got me back into reading comics or back into a comic book store i guess was uh, it's, uh at its heart it's an essentially is a superman story even though the you know a lot of the dc universe characters are in it and that's kingdom come um i believe that was an elseworlds story yeah. too wasn't it and uh written by mark wade uh one of the few times we get you know alex ross art all mm-hmm. the way through not just covers mm-hmm. you know, he did all the interior art you know but um it was initially four issues yep. four single issues and then you know it's always constantly in trade, trade yeah. and again that is the thing that i when scott and i worked a show together in uh, louisville a few years ago that was the thing i had mark wade sign because he was at that show <laughs> was kingdom come because that's what got me back in and just in a nutshell what that is is superman due to some events that have transpired you know no spoilers you know he retires he heads up north you know secludes himself and just lives this idyllic life up there you know and shuts himself off from the world and then basically this next generation of heroes which are the you know the offspring of are uh-huh. the heroes we know they totally have no regard for human life or collateral damage or anything like that so you know the world's kind of going to heck in a handbasket as they say you know and uh so people, Diana, I think it's Wonder Woman comes back and says, yeah. "Clark, you've got to come back. You yeah. you can't believe the mess the world's in." So he comes back and just trying to deal with that. It's and there's a lot of layers to that story. You know, what's it like to be Superman? What's our responsibility to a society? You know, uh-huh. to a world to try to right wrongs that we know there. Do we turn a blind eye to our own benefit? You know, to try to benefit ourselves or do we try to you know donate to the greater good? The other interesting aspect of this, you know, story is uh, it's all tied into the Book of Revelation, 
and how those events in that book of Revelation, the final book of the Bible, you know, it's prophetic, you know, most people believe it's a prophetic book, and how these superhuman characters tie into that. And kind of an interesting side note of that is the uh, one of the main characters through whose eyes we see this story or a lot of parts of the story is Norman McKay, who's a, is his name, and he's a, he's a minister, he's a pastor, whatever you want to call it. And he's modeled after Alex Ross's father, and Alex was the artist of that. And, I mean, you ever see pictures of his dad, you know, <laughs> that's just who that is, right. you know. It's the character come to life is exactly. what you Exactly. It's just like it's it. amazing. So, it, like I said, a lot of different levels on that, and it's a really well-executed story. It's really well done. And I just that would be my Superman recommendation. It's a, like again, it's like a ten years at the time. It was like you know, it was like ten years at the time in the future. So I mean, it could still serve as that. You know, exactly. ten years in the future, Superman's retired. This this stuff's happened. You know, so that would be my recommendation for Superman. It's a yeah. good solid read. Yeah, that's a that's a great story. And like you see it on top ten Superman story lists yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a book. There's just so much detail in the art of that book. Like we could do a whole podcast series oh, yeah. on this book. Mm. There's so much going on there, mm-hmm. and like original thing of Easter eggs. You know, like oh, you look yeah. for Easter eggs in <laughs> movies. That book yeah. is just filled with. Uh, them. Speaking of, um, I want to say it was Tomorrow's did a special called Comicology Kingdom Come Companion. And this was a book, there were uh, some legal issues once it was released, but this is a companion piece to the Kingdom Come series, uh, not published by DC was the issue, but um, it has a lot of sketches. They go through basically every page of that book. There's so, like points out so many Easter eggs and other things going on in this book. This special is kind of hard to find now. If you find it anywhere for a reasonable price, snatch it up, just grab it. Mm-hmm. You know, because someone else will probably buy it off you if you don't want it. <laughs> bring it in here. You know, but it's a really nice uh, thing, and I was able to find a copy years ago. Hmm. But, yeah, there's just Kingdom Come is just, it will always be a good book. You can oh, go yeah. back and reread it, find something new. Mm-hmm. I've got the original issues when they came out. I got a hardcover trade of it. I ended up getting the Absolute, have the absolute edition, well. and I mean, you know, the Absolutes are a pretty penny, you know, for some of those, but that's one that's totally worth it to see the art at the original size. Mm-hmm. You want to see the detail, you want to see the hidden characters and the references and things. And the, and one of the cool things about it is like the first, the covers of those first, those original issues are like Norman Rockwell style, yeah. you know, things mm-hmm. where the characters are just row, you know, and there's no perspective because everybody in the back row yeah, is yeah. just as big as the person yeah. in the front row. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. But uh, every one of those characters, you would think they're random, but he actually has a backstory for yeah, those characters. Yeah. You know, this is the <laughs> daughter of, you know, right. Starfire and yeah. Dick Grayson, you know. Yeah. I mean, just, that's who these characters, there was And an there, was, there was a novel, a novelization of this written by Elliot S. Magan that came out, too, back in the day. And they go into some more of the detail of some of those characters. Who's who. And yeah, and that Elliot book. S. Exclamation point, Magan. Yes, exclamation point, Magan. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more thing. So we've made six Superman book re- recommendations so far. Three of the six are basically Elseworlds stories. Yeah. And I think a lot of that to do with because of the difficulty, especially trying to maybe a writing for a character, 
in an existing continuity, when you get the freedom to take that character and really play with it a little bit more, you oftentimes get a much better story. Not, I'm, and I'm not trying to say that there aren't good Superman right. stories in continuity. Yeah. Well, but when you get these stories that are, you don't have to follow that continuity, buy the then yeah. a lot of times you get a really, really great story. DC has so. really fallen to a lot of that, mm-hmm. especially like since Dan DiDio took over. Mm-hmm. There's so many really good alternate versions of these characters. I think that's why we're getting the Black Label from mm-hmm. DC coming up. It looks like that'll be kind of their thing. You know, there was sort of a structure to Elseworlds, which Kingdom Come didn't follow that closely, but nobody was complaining because it was an amazing yeah, it was book. Just, mm-hmm. It's probably, yeah. you know, it's easily the best selling Elseworlds book ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still in print. But, you know, there was usually a structure of, you know, a couple spots removed from regular continuity. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think, you know, and again, you know, you can bring that up as a larger criticism of DC in general of, like, why are the alternate versions so much more compelling than the regular, you know, mm-hmm. so. Well, when you have 80 years of history exactly. for a yeah, character, you, like, can't, you can't. Uh, how much is continuity? How much exactly. is baggage? Yeah. Right. You know, with that. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be more Elseworlds we oh, talk yeah. about, oh, you yeah. know, on here. <laughs> There's oh. a couple I thought of while we were just sitting <laughs> yeah, here. Talking, oh, yeah, we need to talk about that sometime. <laughs> All right, well, that do it for you guys. Yeah, I guess before we get serenaded out of here. I know, right? We need to wrap it up in case it keeps getting louder over here, I guess. Um, But again, thanks uh, for listening. And uh, let us know if you did. You know, did anybody come up or have a you know code word or anything oh, i just said flash how about kingdom come if somebody comes there you in go. and mentions yeah. kingdom come so yeah say you, you heard know. kingdom come on the podcast yeah. and you That's get like, an extra free comic book day there, there you go there you or go. something yeah. like that you know <laughs> who knows what it'll we'll get something how about if you come in and say kingdom come i'll give you a copy of the kingdom Come trade paperback oh wow well, so limit limit you better limit yeah that. oh yeah <laughs> yeah limit to one limit to one person you know so yeah the first person to do that hell will say that we'll say that okay so if you've listened all the way through it it's a little payoff there, there so. You go. so so well i tell you what why don't we're not sure about yours you know about where yours would be in print anywhere but i would do a red sun too you know yeah, if you come. say if you say kingdom come i'll give you a, you know the first guy i'll get the kingdom come second one i'll get the red sun or first person wow. a guy yeah. yeah we're not gonna select individual yeah. first person yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we'll do that and we'll look into the other two see if it's out there somewhere so all right well i guess that'll wrap it up for uh, the this extra episode of the campus comics cast again hope you enjoyed it hope to see you on free comic book day hope you you know find something you enjoy and uh come see us at uh, the store at uh 816 east main street uh suite b right here on main street again in carbondale phone number 618-457-6011 give us a like on facebook follow us and more details about free comic book day will be coming soon and scott uh, Scott Reed. You can find me at bergcomics.com, B-U-R-G comics.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Just search for Berg Comics. The The website will also have links to things like the Instagram feed, et cetera, my eBay store. Um, so if you can't find it here at Campus Comics, then feel free to shoot me an email. And I'll, if I have it, I'll try to make it available to you. This is Dan Brown. You can find me online at Detective651 on Twitter, WordPress, and DeviantArt. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time.